By the way, fuck y'all, I'm back. In the most incredible way. We talk my shit. Let's go. Huh. Just a young nigga from the West with some shit I gotta get off of my chest like. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, people. Welcome back to the Hippie Speedball Podcast. It is Joe, your host with the most Joe. And today I got a really special episode. We've talked about this guy a couple times on the podcast before. You can hear him being referenced on the episode with Park and Spark. Shout out to Park and Spark for hooking up this little interview and basically kind of getting us connected yeah, yeah. subconsciously. Please welcome back to the studio. Please welcome to the studio, back in the studio, whatever. Scooter Rogers. It's all the same. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank, Glad to fucking, be here. Dude, thanks for coming through, thanks man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hell yeah. And ever since I heard about you through Brandon, dude i've been a big fan of your music i mean i i'm kind of like you know just coming on the scene and everything like that Word. so uh give me tell people your background in music how long you've been in the game and what you, what you got going on right now man uh man my background in music is pretty extensive not so much from my stance as an mc but i mean just like growing up as a jit man i mean it was choir it was born in the church so it was choir uh i became a band geek clarinet and saxophone nice but then i realized i like to hoop a lot and so you know, hooping got you the girls, and so... <laughs> right. But now, as an adult, I'm like, yo, damn, that saxophone could really do wonders for a brother. Like, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? got the Duke Silver going on. <laughs> right, 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 right. But, um, no, I mean, I've been in, uh, chasing solo career for about a year and a half, just about. So it's it's been a fun journey, a lot of ins and outs. It's like, almost like a fast track in a way, too, just being around guys like uh, Treehouse Gang, who I've been heavily involved with, et cetera. Shout out to them. But just, like... It's kind of like the car was already moving. I was on the side of the road, and I had just like pretty much dead ass sprint so I could hop up and just ah, jump and catch on to what right. I was doing. So like everybody's on the back yeah, of the truck. It's been a crash course. Yeah, it's like oh, you almost there, you almost there. And so at some point, I was like, man, fuck it, let's just go full tilt. And so it's only been about a year and a half or so, but I mean. It's it's been a journey, man. Dude, you're and if it's only been a year and a half, you're making fucking leaps and bounds like crazy, man. I mean, I I'm kind of seeing you pop up a little bit more often. You've been featured in magazines, and didn't you get featured in uh like a Fifty Cent's page? Yeah, uh, the album this uh that just got dropped, uh, Joy Two, the World, was a follow up to the debut that dropped last March, and so this one has been doing exponentially better, which kind of grows with the following as well. You'd expect your numbers mm-hmm. and your project your trajectory to rise at that point. To this degree, though, I didn't see that shit coming. That's you know awesome. I can cuss on here, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, fuck yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Say whatever the um, fuck you want. Oh, I love this shit. But yeah, man, um, I woke up the uh, that morning, and my manager was behind me here. Bill had shot me shot the link, and Bill. I was like, what the fuck is this going on? So I tapped the link, and it was a whole Scoot Rogers <laughs> review on this. And so you got to understand, like, as a kid, too, like, long before I even, like, thought about rapping, back in, like, 2003, when Gears Die Trying came out, like, 50 Cent was... Mm-hmm. In everybody's playlist So a, a dude right. that was been on my playlist Since You know For the last like 17, 18 years To be featured on that website At that point Is like You know I might not be where I want to be But this is definitely Confirmation I'm on the right track you well, know Exactly what I'm So was... for a year and a half It's like I don't take anything as a slight Everything for me Is just like How can I take this And then Tweak it and make it better going forward, and, and so, then springboard so, yeah. yourself. Yeah. So exactly. that 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 alone had me like I was I'm charged to fuck. I'm still in the bag off of that. Like I'm, I could imagine. I'm still in the mood off of that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, most definitely, bro. Most I mean, that good. would that would be a crazy thing to fucking be featured. I mean, especially like Fifty Cent, like you said. I mean, how many times have we been, you know, fucking kids and heard that? Mm-hmm. 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 
Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, that's like... And if y'all don't know that song, y'all way too young for this fucking podcast, by the way. Yeah, go educate yourselves, you uncultured swine. (laughs) Just look up, like, top charting song 2003. You can't... You'll probably be 10 songs in for you to figure out what we just beatboxed to, but it's fine. Exactly. (laughs) Right. It's not going to be a long search. Oh, my God. So, I mean, like, I mean, uh, how did you mean, like... How do you feel like whenever you read that? I mean, like, what was going through your mind? Oh, I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> um, I still can't tell you to this day, like, my full on, like, what I gathered from it. I'm just like, it just charged me up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, imagine being a kid and you hooping and you got enough game film stuff to get out of nowhere, like LeBron or Kobe or God Rest the Dead, Lake Show Forever, or Michael Jordan, someone like they have a whole website and, oh, look out for this kid with X, Y, and Z. And it's like, Oh shit! That's like, me. That, yes, that's, that's, exactly. Yeah. Like, and so I'm still going through that, like to this day. Like I get ready to write. Like I'll, every creator, like gets into some like kind of bag where it's like, oh, I'm not quite yeah. sure. You know, like why am I still doing X, Y, and Z? And before like before that thought completes, I'm like, bitch, I was on Fifty Cent's website. I'm doing something right. Let's keep rapping. Exactly. Like, let's Hell let's yeah. let's rap until we figure it out. Like if Fuck I'm not yeah. gonna make it, let them tell me that ten years from now. But yeah. until then, like. That's fucking yeah, awesome, like, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate bro. it. That is, so, Appreciate it. that is great. And it's so good to get that sort of like affirmation from someone whose opinion you really respect that you're on the right track. You know, I've been getting that a lot myself with the podcast as of yeah. recent days and getting people saying, like, yo, I like what you're doing, man. This is fucking dope. And so it, like, getting that little affirmation, especially when you're those little funks, like you said, every creative has that little point where yep. they're like, oh, man, I'm kind of like kind of doubting myself. I don't know about this. Right. And then, right, and then you right. get this little like, no, no, you're good. No, you, no, <laughs> yeah. You're you doing what you're supposed to do. Just keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. You don't get a bone throwing at you you get a fucking skeleton thrown exactly (laughs) exactly and with that too i would be remiss if i didn't also give credit to my management and my team like marketing wise too like you can be dope as fuck but if you don't have the right tools in place to get your stuff out there to people no one gives a shit team exactly it takes a period and you know what i'm saying like some people like oh yeah like i'm self-made i'm self-made blah blah blah. and it's like i can't think of a single person that has a success story that didn't have somebody else helping them along the way at some point throughout that journey so yeah people gotta lose that stigma because like so often the town people like nah like I don't need a team. I'll do X, Y, Z by myself. It's like, bro, so you're going to create the track. Then you got to mix and master the track. Then you got to do the vocals. And you got to mix and master those. Then you got a promo. And throughout that whole time and fan engagement, and you still have to be making public appearances and still creating more content. And you got to live your life, too, until that is your life. And most of us, exactly. So most of us have fucking jobs. Yeah. So, like, do you hear how, like, moronic that sounds? Yeah, there's only 24 hours in a day. Exactly. And you want to put an S on your chest to prove what to who. Yeah. Right, I you like know what I'm saying. That that's awesome. Like to prove, oh yeah, I can do this all myself. Well, no one's doubting that. No one's ever heard a screwdriver song and was like, oh, I bet he can't make this beat, blah blah. Because honestly, whether that's true or false is completely null and void. Yeah. And even that, even let's say that were completely true, the level which I'm able to produce as an MC. No one's gonna want me to take a break from that to work on mixing and mastering. And yeah, X, exactly. Y, and because that's so, what they yeah, like you for. Exactly. So when guys get their chest out, like, "Oh no, I'm about to do everything myself," is like, you're you're slowing yourself down. Mm-hmm. And in the time where everything is online, it's you're easily forgotten yeah. about. So that precious time you're taking, where you could make it probably four or five other songs. Yeah, you're spending on one song that may or may not even be your top song. Mm-hmm. And it could end up just bombing. Yeah. And then it's supposed you're to be putting your slow leaks in your tires and hitting the accelerator. And it's like, well, that's gonna bounce out at some point. Like you're gonna end up canceling yourself out yeah yeah and then exactly. at that point when you're already in your head and if like you're not going anywhere on top of that 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 creates the perfect storm for you to want to quit yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like, it just becomes overwhelming exactly. it becomes and too much like a job yeah. you lose the passion for it and i call it an imaginary graveyard there's a whole bunch of people who probably would have been the next best thing but they quit too soon mm-hmm. 
they burn themselves out. Like, that flame only goes for so long, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And so, why would I just burn out my wick so fast when I can take that same flame that I'm trying to use for this? I can light Bill's wick. I can do the same thing for Jess. I can do the same thing for Becca. Mm-hmm. Now, we've all got a fire going for the exact same cause. That fire is still burning, but I've got way more left to burn before I'm completely just like, okay, I need a break. Exactly. You're looking at it more of like, you know, like a wildfire rather than just this little dumpster fire over right, here. Right. That you're hoping that burns down the town. Exactly. <laughs> you know. I didn't mean to take you too much time on that, but I thought that no, was No, no, no. It's okay. Creators, you're like, you're the guest. Take as much time hear, as you, you know fucking I mean? want. So, I, I, love, I love getting, like, you know, people's opinion on hustle and music and everything like that. And you got a, a drive that I really respect, man. I mean, you were saying before we started, I mean, what time did you get up today again? I got about 2 a.m., man. 2 a.m., and that's your writing time. Yeah. You get up to write at that time. That's fucking inspiring Nobody shit. Nobody so, needs me. So let's Nobody go through Let's me. go through your daily routine, man. You get up at 2 a.m., and yeah, what, so what goes on from there? I get up at 2 a.m., um, 3.30 in the morning if I'm, like, super, like, tired and, like, not feeling like getting up at 2 o'clock because sometimes you go to bed at, like, 10, 11 o'clock. <laughs> I like that 3.30 in the morning is sleeping in for you. You're like, sometimes when I'm feeling lazy, I get up at 3.30. Oh, yeah, man. It's just like. <laughs> There's fishermen that don't get up at that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the thing is this, though, like, when those fishermen do get up, though, no matter what's going on, they're still in that water, right? They still get to catch those fish. That's true. For me, if I miss my time slot, well, shit, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. My daughter probably needs something. My girl might need something. The dog's probably bugging the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. My man is probably talking to me about business now because now he knows I'm outside of my safe zone. Like, first of all, shout out to Bill because Bill knows I'm up early as fuck, and he still will not reach out to me during those allotted, like, during that time that I've allotted for myself to let me be the best I can. That's so good management you, right there. That's my brother for real, man. <laughs> but I mean, like, so if I, if I, miss, if I miss those hours... That's I, I pretty much lost a day in creating. Yeah. And with so much shit that you get in a day from creators, mm-hmm. that's precious time wasted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, yeah, definitely. So for me, I get up uh, around that time. I meditate, get my affirmations going. You got to remind yourself who you are before you step into that den because, it, you know, mm-hmm. once it's right there, it's just it's me versus me at that point. Yeah. And so I got to make sure that I'm at my absolute peak. And I'm, now, I said to say there's no way in hell that you're going to be able to give 100% every single day. So my goal is to make sure I give 100% of what I do have that day. Mm. And so that's why waking up during that time where my mind is absolute freest because, I mean... You're stacking wins. Yeah, you know, because real life's happening around us, man. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, whether it be, like, from a personal aspect, relationship, just, you know, the presidency change, this pandemic, which I got my own thoughts about, but we'll keep that under wraps like mummies do. I got you, um, man. You know? <laughs> but um, just with everything going on, man, it's a lot that's stressing you out and... You know, it's just so much that I can pull at you mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis. So, like, that time where I have where nothing else is on my mind is, like, I do not play about those hours, man. Like, yeah. unless somebody's dying, do not fucking call me between the hours of 2 a.m., 6.30 a.m. Nice, dude. I don't want to hear it. Like, that's fucking awesome, <laughs> You know what man. I mean? That's... Like, unless it's an emergency, I can't hear it because, like, that's my time. So, then I get done with that. Then I'll, uh, I'll work out, shower. Mm-hmm. If I'm, like, really not feeling, I'll go back to sleep for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. But typically, like, when, you, when your brain goes that freely... You almost wow yourself just because you're like, damn, like my brain's really open right now. Like some yeah. stuff that you pull out of the air is like crazy. You know and what I'm saying? Like, so well, like, it's like you're awake before the whole world is. So you feel like you have a jump start on literally. Like, yeah. That alone gives you, you a high. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. because my thing is this I'm waking up. I used to be at, a 4 a.m. riser myself. Right. Yeah. And it's important because. Trying to get back to it. Because my thing is this I'm on the West Coast. So if I get up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., there's an artist. Over on the East Coast, mm-hmm. whether, you know, it'd be like an ATL, New York, uh, Jersey, whoever, any fill in the blank, wherever, that if they got up at the same time on their side as I did on mine, they're still three hours ahead of me. So, therefore, I really can't justify me sleeping in any longer. It's like, I've already given somebody on the East Coast a head start as is. So, when I wake up in my mind, I'm playing catch-up. So, now I'm like, okay, everything's quiet. Like, let's really fucking get to it. That's why nice. I'm able to, like, 
That's a sick mentality, I'm in a bag, bro. That's like, awesome. I get like it. it be, it's personal during those hours. Like I call it like personal hours, not because yeah. it's just like me to myself, but it's like I'm chasing something. I know somebody else that's way over like three thousand miles east mm-hmm. has already had an advantage on me for the day. Yeah. Okay, I got to keep up and show. Hey, so you're playing like yeah. it's like you're like racing all the way to the West Coast. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. Because my companies didn't just stop here in Oregon or in California or Nevada or even as central as like you know Illinois, Detroit. Like it goes all the way here and then extends some. That was gonna say, and then probably not even just in the United States. You know I mean, mean you're, you're, the you'll be, and stuff. Yeah, you'll like, be waking up and then freaking. Or like, like in Canada, Canada's broke. They are taking over slowly but surely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I can't afford nobody no extra time. It's so like those hours I get up. That's my time to meditate. Get in my fucking bag and snap on some shit. Hell like, yeah. And when you're waking up that early, too, I, I actually did the math one time because I was getting up at 4 a.m. Yeah. And, like, you know, like the average person gets up probably like between 6.30 and 7, you know, probably yeah. around that time. And I did the math. And over the course of a year, you have an entire month of extra brain activity. Just, that, just, see? just think see? of that. Like, think of like what you have. You have an entire month of brain activity ahead of everybody like else. Like, not like just imagine a month, like just whole 30 days start to finish all active brain activity. Yeah. Think about how much shit you could get done exactly. as a creator with that. Like exactly. Usually, like, because when I was getting up at that time, like, my girl would wake up at like six, six thirty, and so by the time she wakes up, I had already worked out. I had already done some writing. Right. I had already done right. so much different shit. Come and on, I, man. yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get back to that myself, like, because yeah. I, I, I really fucking love anybody that does that, you know. And also, like you were saying earlier, you're kind of like not getting a hundred percent, but you're getting a hundred percent of what you're doing that day. Exactly. And I call it like stacking wins. You know, it's Hell like, yeah. and it's like you think of little things that you did, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh shit, boom. How how did I progress myself today? You know, yeah, every man. single day. Whether it is it's, so mental, bro. It's so like you'd be surprised what you're yeah. capable of doing when you just allow yourself to do it. Like, exactly. Like, oh, you don't ever get tired? Motherfucking right, I get tired. Of, of course, course, you're I'm, a fucking human. I'm tired as shit. <laughs> yeah. But my thing is this: I'm already up. Mm-hmm. So at this point, if I'm gonna be tired, I might as well be tired and be productive. Yeah. Then be tired of being in the same fucking spot. Yeah, exactly. Because only one of those keeps you going. The other one will leave you stagnant as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If you woke up every single day, imagine you woke up at those same hours mm-hmm. and you were just up, you know, just Al Bundy style, handing your pants, not really doing shit, probably just scrolling on the gram and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else is awake. You're still got that same level of fatigue because you've still been working your fucking brain out. Yeah. And you've got nothing to show for it. Yeah. Well, and if anything, you would work, you would like stress your brain out more because you're like, you know, you're going through all this different anxiety first thing right in the fucking morning. Right. You know, and then by the time everybody wakes up, you're like, oh my God, the world's on fire. <laughs> yeah. Like, I do not uh, fuck with my, my social media between yeah. hours either. Like, yeah, I usually because. I usually I have like I usually turn off. Uh, I usually take about between a half hour to an hour right after I wake up before I even check my phone. Like, uh, yeah. and then I'll and then I'll just kind of like set Hell it aside, yeah. and then just that way I can kind of have. Usually I like have a blunt. I'll have the coffee going, and then I'm rolling up. Oh, so you already right ready there. to see? You yeah. already got your whole mode of operations going. Yeah. Like, bro, I think the world would be such a better place if a motherfuckers woke up. They would open up a book or something instead of going right to social media. Yeah, because the first thing you doing at six o'clock in the morning is comparing life to somebody else's, like facade that they want you to see mm-hmm. that's fucking sick yeah right no it, wonder we're all fucking depressed and shit exactly like, hey, bro, exactly like, you're, you're comparing yourself to an impossible standard it's like chasing a rabbit that doesn't exist yeah you know and then everybody's like just fucking demanding your time like because god forbid like somebody messages you you know what i'm saying like and it's on scene and you didn't respond <laughs> because then you're the biggest dick in the world god forbid you had shit you were doing like it might have been the kids you might just not you might just not fight talking to nobody that morning which is okay yeah 100%. you know what i'm saying like but we like allow ourselves like get lost in that vortex, mm-hmm. or like 
Well, it's because it's stimulating. There's literally exactly. adrenaline that comes with it. Or someone it, like hop you know? on YouTube, and then before you know, you go down a YouTube vortex, and then before you know, it's been three fucking hours. And you're like, oh shit, I haven't gotten anything done. Like, I had to put timers on YouTube exactly. for myself. Exactly. Like, so why not wake reason? up? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like, do something that's going like get you a step forward in the direction in which you want to travel yeah. as far as your life's concerned. You exactly. Know what I'm so like, or also using those devices for the educational tools that they can be, rather right. than just scrolling exactly. through bullshit. You and know, so if like, anybody's wondering, like, no, I don't like getting up at those fucking hours. I fucking hate it. I would much rather be asleep. I'm a fucking human being. Right. But in order for me to do what I want to do and get to where I want to go, it's a sacrifice I got to make. But you also see you you see exhaustion as not an excuse for inactivity, which is something I really, really respect because I hate it when someone's like, I'm tired. And I'm like, that's we're all tired, man. That's my millennials. That is our state of being, man. How you doing, man? (laughs) What do I say all the time, bro? I'm fucking exhausted. Today's morning. How you doing? Like, I'm fucking exhausted. Like, I don't know why, but I can tell you I'm fucking tired. But my thing is this. Let's say, Shelby, let's say you got to get to your job in the morning, right? Yep. And your car's on E. You gonna put some gas in that motherfucker to keep it going, aren't you? Yeah. Cause you got shit you gotta do, right? Yeah, you got shit you gotta get do. to, right? Yeah. Simple. Yeah. That that So it's not like you gonna walk out and be like, hey boss, I got money in my uh, account in my but my cards, you know, my car's on E right now, so I'm not gonna make it in today. <laughs> you better put some gas in that motherfucker and get going. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or you won't have a job to come back to. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like and so, like, some like we do things subconsciously, like we get in our own way so much. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry I didn't and give you your intro at the beginning. You got Shelby over here and Betsy Hello. kicking it. We got the team You're over good. here. Squad. I'm so sorry. We just jumped right in. Squad. His <laughs> brother. The squadron is here. The team is in the house. <laughs> per usual. But, uh, <laughs> but no, man, it's just like so many times like we put ourselves in situations where we're our own worst enemy. And then that plus the fact that we don't want to hold ourselves accountable a lot of times because we don't want to be uncomfortable means that we're now trying to find everything else that we can blame on something when if we would just turn the mirror back on us and say, okay, like, okay, what the time that I do have, what am I doing with it? Mm-hmm. And start doing things more intentionally. Yeah. We would get so much more shit done. I mm-hmm. think it honestly made the world a better fucking place. Like, that sounds yeah. crazy. But imagine how confident everybody would feel. Yeah. No, they're getting their own shit done. They got to worry about the fucking next man, which takes away a lot of the fucking Well, and they're worrying and about, they're worrying about on, essential man. things. Yes, you know? bro. They're, they're shit only... that actually fucking matters. Exactly. Exactly, man. Like, not who's in Vegas this weekend. Like, I saw me and me was like, bitches be like, <laughs> excuse me, women. It's, I'm just, this is verbatim. This is not me. But, <laughs> respectively. But, um, no, it was said, um, bitches be like, Vegas ain't ready for us. Like, Vegas never had five hoes before. But, like, <laughs> but but the whole basis behind it was, like, people act like they're doing something that people haven't done a thousand times over. Yeah. And no one wants to make the sacrifice. Like, bro, Vegas is going to always be there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Yo, May. club night's going to always be, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. going to always be there. Yeah. Don't live for that. Do what the fuck you need to do so you can go there whenever you feel like it. Like, yeah. don't make your life goal about traveling to these places Feel, like, fulfill so your you life can fill your so Instagram you reel. Try. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just so you can fill your Instagram reel. So That's... someone can scroll and see your location change. Oh, so-and-so is in Miami. Like, they have such an interesting life. Great. And you yeah. come back home like next to no furniture and your bills barely paid, barely got mm-hmm. you know food in your fridge. But hey, you went to Miami though, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But what a fun trip. Yeah. Right. There's exactly. no there's no intention. So like that's my whole point of getting up at those hours. Like I gotta be mm-hmm. intentional. And, and it's good to, you know, and it's good to take trips and go on vacations, but don't make it about your fucking Instagram reel. You know, make right. it about the experience. Just enjoy of, it. Like yeah, about getting away. I got away. so many pictures from Tampa that I, that are never gonna see the internet because it was just for me memories like I had with the bros. Like that was mm-hmm. 
I, I have that was it. I have a couple trips to Vegas where I took no pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, I usually if I'm in the moment, I'm usually forgetting my phone even exists. You know, that's like whenever it's I have like an event going, I'll have a family member saying, hey, make sure you take lots of pictures and send yeah. them to it. I'm like, I'm probably not, probably not going to I'm probably not going Dead to ass. because I'm in the moment. <laughs> exactly. And my phone's in my pocket. And me on vacation means I am absolutely minding my fucking business. And the key component to me minding my business is making sure you're not in my business. So I'm probably <laughs> right. not posting too much. Exactly. Like, exactly. You can talk. We can talk about it when I get back. Then I have stories to yeah. tell. Now, when you I know. get drunk, I'll probably post one or two and, like, yeah, fulfill the stories later and, like, give you the whole rundown. But, like, as far as, like, every two seconds, like, that's, like, when people go to concerts, like, first of all, y'all, like, I love when y'all, like, put me on stories and shit. But please just, like, take one story and, like, get back to enjoying the fucking show. Like, yeah, put your phone down. I hate watching somebody's whole fucking thread and it's just, like, doom, doom, doom. Because, you know, they're, like, 10, 15 seconds each and you got 20 fucking clips. Like, you didn't even actually get to, like, get from, a, you know, behind your fucking phone and enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're watching the whole show through yeah. your phone. Yeah, and that's like, like I, I people have people don't to... want to experience anymore. It's all about like just showing X, the Y, world. Z yeah. to motherfuckers that you don't even like in the first place. And exactly. Don't care to impress. Exactly. You just want them to like yeah. you for some reason. So no one does reason. anything with any intention other than doing it for someone else. And when that mm-hmm. happens, like that shit plays itself out. And so that's when you know five, ten years down the road, you become stagnant, as fucking depressed. Yep. Because you've been making all the moves for the absolute wrong reasons. Exactly. And for something that could have, you know, died in the first place. It's like it's like you're sitting in the back of the line at the club and then the club closes by the time you get up there and you waited all this fucking time waiting for nothing, you know, and you put in all this time and effort into it. Yeah. Yo, that might have been the best fucking analogy of all time. <laughs> can you like can somebody transcribe that for me? Send that to me later in the DMs though. I'm using that in something. I'll clip I don't that. Know, yeah, I'll clip that for you. You that. could totally use that. If you use that in a song, I'll lose my shit. That would be awesome. Oh, I can <laughs> definitely find a way to incorporate that. That's yeah. You got my permission to use any clip from this interview in any of your songs. Because that would be You hearing this, right, Bill? That. All right. Here we go. Hey, as long hey, team's on point, I'm good. Man. Yeah. Oh man. So let's go ahead and talk music a little bit, man. So mm-hmm. tell me your uh tell, I'm gonna go through your, a few of your influences, both um hip hop and non hip hop. So why don't, yeah. why don't you give me your top five hip hop influences? My top five hip hop influences would be Royce to five nine, Lil Wayne, the game, Tupac. And I would say Jay-Z. Okay. I have a question for you. So we uh, we kind of have a debate going. Like, it's kind of like a little oh, thing shit. going. Like, not really a debate. It's something that we agree on, but a lot of people find it kind of taboo. So Tupac and Biggie. Oh, I knew right? it. I knew it. I knew it. No, no. Okay. So so not not for MC overall, like lyricist, everything like that. Talking about who's the better rapper, in your opinion. Better rapper? Yeah. I got to get it to Biggie. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's Thank full you. objectivity. It's such, it's such a West Coast taboo. I'm a West Side writer. I'm a West Side writer to the death of me. Is you know what I'm saying I'm a Pac boy all day, but as an artist, objectively speaking, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, like, and it'll... it's not close. Yeah. But that also, while people take that as a knock, that actually speaks volumes to Tupac's like prowess because for it's not even be close as far as like technicalities and lyricism goes. Yeah. Yeah. For it to be this tight of a debate over all these years mm-hmm. also speaks volumes to Pac's talent. Uh, yeah, both of them. They're just and so it's all about how like It's all about your point of view on that particular subject. Mm-hmm. Because there's a bunch of niggas that as soon as I said Biggie, probably like, oh, fuck that. And they'll probably turn this shit off like right off of that. <laughs> right. Like They're not even here now to hear me talking shit about them. Fuck you guys. You'll never see this, but fuck you. You know what I'm saying? But... No, bro. Come on, it's not even close. That's awesome. Yeah, because I'm in, I'm I'm actually full agreement yeah, with that. Because also, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of what Biggie did was a lot of freestyling too. Yes. like I mean, he would just listen to the beat over and over and over again, and, and go just in there, go and in. boom. What did he say? He said, "Um, 
I got seven Mac 11s, about eight 38s, nine 9s, 10 Max 10s. The shit's never in. You couldn't touch my riches, even if you had MC Hammer in the 357. Bitch, like, bro, what? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Just fuck That's me. off the dump, bro. Come on. Stop. He had, he had like that, like that's that, not regular. that smooth Big Daddy Kane kind yeah. of feel, you know? Like, he like, made it cool for niggas to be fat. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call it what it was. Like, yeah. Black and ugly as ever. However, him, him I stay Coogee down to Yes, bro. Fat Joe, Marley bro. Marley, like, yeah. Fat Joe's now average Joe, and I don't look at him the same no more because his head's still the same fucking yeah. size. I know. Right? So now it's like you stuck a goddamn potato on a toothpick, <laughs> and it's, I don't. <laughs> Rick Ross losing weight and none of it left his neck. I'm just like, ah, I need y'all niggas to stay fat, bro. Like, it's a signature for me. Like, when Ludacris cut his, cut his fucking braids off, I was very upset. Yeah. When T-Pain cut his dreads, highly upset. Lil Wayne, love him, want him to cut his fucking dreads. Those are done for. Yeah. But it's just... Have you seen the clip of Lil Wayne playing guitar? No. Do I want to see as a lifelong Wayne fan? Probably not. It's pretty painful to watch. Yeah, I'm it's, good. Is it like that rebirth shit? Um, I don't know what rebirth shit. That rock album shit that he did that completely flopped. I didn't even hear Queen, you didn't hear. Uh uh-uh. uh. Do yourself a favor and never do. <laughs> okay. And then this, that's coming from a diehard Wayne fan. Do Thanks yourself a favor up. and never. Like when they say your favorite artists all have a bad album. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm accepting the fact that one day I'm going to be that dude. <laughs> That's gonna have that bad album. I just hope that I'm like multi multi platinum by the time that happens. Yeah, you just need you need like you need like three or four really great albums. Yeah, so I can say yeah, like well, kiss my fucking ass. Well, I tried something here. But then like, in the future, you can be like, dude, that was when I was going through this phase in my life. We all go right. through that when we're famous. You like know? the Eminem relapse album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Or you go through like you know you drop like your uh, your theater of pain like Motley Crue. Fat, you know? Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Yo. But Tom Lee the shit out of this album. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so like that was a great segue. So non hip hop influences. Uh it would be I would say BB King, nice, Stevie Wonder, James Brown, Johnny Taylor, and Etta James. Those are all great fucking yeah. choices. Man. Can I also throw in Kenny G? Sure, you can throw that in there. You're right. a saxophone. I mean, player. Yeah, yeah, I, I got You're you. Traditionally a saxophone. Yeah, player, that, so. yeah, naturally I had to, yeah. I couldn't That's leave awesome. them off the list. I like that you chose kind of like the uh, like all those soul options, man. Because oh, I'm yeah. all about that old school Motown sound, dude. I Bro. love that shit. Like and, and, Bro, that and that's Al one Green, reason Marvin Gaye. Oh. That's one reason I love all the old school nineties hip hop too, is because they were sampling all those old funk and yes, soul Bro. records and stuff like that. And you hear like this little sample, you're like, wait, 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 wait. If that's from a Marvin Gaye song. Yeah, like you know like, that's Aretha. Like you you know when you hear it, like and that's why like when Kanye first came out, bro, king of samples, like, king of samples, like, the Through the Wire song, like, bro, like, there was, oh, yeah, yes, bro. I, I love that. Did you watch the Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix? I did not. Dude, it is. I just scrolled past that this morning, so too. Don't nobody judge me. Good. No, it is. It Just check it out, man. It's really, not a lot of people really know. Have you seen that? Oh, it's so fucking good. Like, um, it's, Damn, Bill beat me to the punch? That's that? fucked up. The Hip Hop no. Evolution? You already I saw it, Bill? Yeah. No bullshit? Oh, it's it's so Yo, it's like a it's so like a fucking, fucking like seven behind, or eight part documentary bro. now. Like they have oh, they have so so much good shit. They go all the way from uh, like the first like DJ Cool Herc party, all the way to like Lil Wayne. Like okay, look, nobody even called me a fucking rapper until further notice. I'm too embarrassed right now. God damn. Bill, you want to take over the segment? Thing? I don't even know if I got nothing left. That's fucked up. Oh. 
No, just right. check it out, man. It's really good. And also watch The Get Down on Netflix, I'm too. I'm a piece of shit, officially. Uh, the Get Down is really good because it takes place, like, in the 70s, like, whenever hip-hop was first starting. Mm. And, like, it's about these kids that, like, worship, like, Grandmaster Flash. Yep. And, like, the guy that plays Grandmaster Flash, like, looks just like him. And he fucking acts just like him. And he's almost like a like a prophet amongst these people. Like, and, like, he's, like, he's, um, he's like once you figure out the, you know, like, uh, him and, like, the crayon. Like yeah, what, what yeah, he used to do with the crayon yeah. with the records. Like that was a big part of one of the episodes. He's like, once you figure oh. out the crayon, you'll know what I'm, you talking, know what I'm talking about. about. Yep, that's like, crazy. And it's like really all like fucking like Mr. Miyagi kind of style and shit. But Damn, just some real. Cr- and then in the show, okay. they had the uh, New York City blackout in the '70s, and so like that's whenever all of a sudden all these rappers started coming up because like everybody had the equipment now. <laughs> and it Damn, was, it was a really really sweet little cut, and yeah, you know, like realized I'm all these so little. I'm so mad things. I haven't seen this shit. Check it out, man. It's really good, and it's got. Um, I want to punch my own face off. Have you right seen now. the movie Dope? Yes. Uh, so the main kid from Dope is uh, he's one of the leads in the Get Down. Oh, okay. And uh, um, Jaden Smith. Lit. Yeah. Yo, he's a dope ass rapper. Wait, no, not, just for not, the record, not Jaden Smith, the other one, uh, his other son. God, he's the one that was in Jurassic Park. Oh, damn! Yeah, Jaden kind of hit the spotlight, bro. I forgot old yeah, boy's name. Yeah, he, that's he, fucked up. He was in the Jurassic Park <laughs> movie, but he was the lead in the Get Down, and uh, they call him uh, MC Books because MC he's Books. like fucking super lyrical and smart and shit. And, Check it out, man. It's okay. a great, great And speaking great of hip-hop show. evolution, I want to be the interviewer for a quick second. I got a question for y'all. I need y'all's opinion on this. What's up? So, speaking like when rap first started like in the 70s, like it was super simple, you know what I'm saying? It was like like curse blow type stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Clap your hands, everybody. If you've got what it takes, yeah, I'm cool. Curtis Blow, and y'all here to know that these All are the, the breaks. breaks. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> and so, like stuff from that to like uh, Sugar Hill Gang rappers, like y- y- that that whole 15 minute song that yo longest banger of all time fyi never i'll listen to the whole 15 minute song over and over but i know most of it <laughs> yeah fam me and my he and said my i got a color tv so i can see the knicks play basketball oh, oh, shit. Talk a checkbook, credit card, more money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we go from there then you get into like let's fast forward to the 90s you got like the jay-z's the snoops the dre's eminem etc so there's a literal hip hop evolution. So it's like it's crazy to watch the leaps and bounds from there, like till now. Mm-hmm. How do y'all see the game trending from here going forward, based on the stuff that's popping today? A lot of the like super sad, like "fuck that bitch, I want her dead." Yeah. She saw my text, left me on red, like shit like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I personally can start seeing a lot more uh, uh, transition with. Um, Honestly, I can really see rock and hip hop starting to really start to meld together. Oh, um, I, I can't even deny that I did that on my last album. <laughs> what's that? I said I can't even deny that I did that on my last album. Yeah, and it's I really see that uh, starting because um, I don't know. Like that's that's kind of hard to say because I can see it going both ways because I also think that history tends to repeat itself, so yep. it could go back full circle to like people just using samples and shit again, especially with more strict copyright laws and more people are going to need more unique beats because everyone's using Fruity Loops and everyone's using these other softwares, oh, yeah. and oh, so yeah. eventually it all kind of melds together. It's I mean, going to become all yeah. How many fucking beats? I was actually looking for a beat for this episode, and I, I was like, I was just like, I can't find like it was just everybody was there's so many to pick from, and everybody Facts. wants a ridiculous fucking license for some asshole that's just making Yo, this beat. Dead Ass, like, bro, the licensing shit is fucking crazy. I'm so yeah. glad. Shout out Purple Matter and G Cozy. I have like two dope ass like team producers. Basically, that's awesome. Like, that's awesome. Because like you, need you to try make to buy in-house. those beats, bro. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Oh my god. 
Yeah, especially for if you're like <laughs> trying to if you're if you're at the point where you're buying beats, you're obviously at a point where you can't afford these licenses. So why right. the fuck are they so goddamn bro? Expensive? They tax you, <laughs> and it's like damn, bro. Like imagine you dropping your first project and you need beats and like. You gotta fucking pay motherfucker three hundred bucks. It's like, damn, bro, I don't know if this fucking song is going. And that's like only for beat. X amount of copies too. Yeah, it's like I don't know if this song is gonna be on that level to where it's gonna be beneficial for me to fucking pay three hundred bucks for this. Like, bro, what? Yeah, and also usually in those I licensing, buy, that, contracts. I can lease ten more beats and lease for an entire project. Yeah, and in those licensing contracts, there's usually an option that they can, when you want to renew it, they can change the price. Yeah. So, like, let's say you do drop a song with this beat and it does really fucking well, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Oh shit, I exceeded the amount of copies for this beat," and they're like, "Oh, well, if you want to buy." It, I'm gonna charge you like 50 grand. Yeah, and then like, even you know, for that to be advantageous, you still have to hope that you get enough streams, which are like less than half a penny, like per stream. You have to pray to God that you get enough streams, like in a surplus, mm-hmm. to still not only have to break even with that producer, is probably gonna fucking tax you out the ass for that, but to also make sure you're still getting enough revenue and to keep supporting yourself and your business. Like, and that's damn near fucking impossible. Mm-hmm. So, more of the story, if you're like charging 300 bucks on your leases on BeatStars, like go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, for real. Respectfully. Yeah, exactly. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, like who do you? fucking think you are right what do you what do you guys think about that question Um, i was gonna say pretty similar to what you were gonna say i feel like there's a lot of like blending with genres going on Mm -hmm. um i'm not a huge fan of the new age rap music really Mm -hmm. there's some stuff out there that's pretty good but those like i like your real real top top stars (laughs) like the song you're saying and everything yeah about that and then to interject the actor that you were talking about is trey smith trey smith trey smith thank you thank you i appreciate that man yeah man speaking of blends too like I gotta say, I was bumping a black album by Jay Z on my way over here. I'm, I'm actually very, as a rap artist, very disappointed at the slow progression that it's taken for a hip hop rock merger. First of all, because, bro, like, there's not a single rap show that you're gonna see that wouldn't be better performed live with a drummer, <laughs> right? Guitars, if you can fit it in, yeah. Because rock and hip hop, like, that's all. Mm-hmm. It's all fam. It's you know a live saying? vibe. Yeah. And so know? for like Jay Z to kick this off in like 2005. Mm-hmm. And we're in 2021 now, and you're still barely hearing it. Like, I don't understand, like, if people don't want to get out of their shells or if, like, rappers are, like, too intimidated by it and, like, tried Because a lot of times, like, when they try it, like, they, like Wayne, Rebirth, mm-hmm. did way too much. Yeah. Like, he tried to go full-on rock and totally left hip-hop behind, and it's like, well, now you pretty much, like... He came off as a poser. Yeah, imagine, like, you just driving the bus, all your hip-hop fans, you just hop the fuck off, and nobody's driving the fucking bus, and I'm like, okay, well, what the fuck are we gonna do now? Like, mm-hmm. Well, and also, I think another reason why people are hesitant on it is because both uh, rock and hip-hop both have very passionate audiences. Like, very, very passionate audiences that are very, you know, like, they can be really subjective to stuff they grew up on. They can be really subjective, yeah. you know, like, and just really, like, no, I don't really want anything to do with any That's of that fair. kind of stuff. And it's also That's really hard fair. to change our opinions, because, like you said, I'm in full agreements with you, Shelby, like, I, I don't really like most of the modern hip hop that's coming no, out. I like I like the more shit. like underground stuff that's yeah. coming out. Like I really love the Rhyme Sayers uh, uh, label. Like you ever listen to anything on Rhyme Sayers? Like uh-uh. Reeves or Chirac or like Atmosphere. Atmosphere, yes. Yeah. Atmosphere, yes. Yeah. Or like uh, Aesop Rock is yep. on there. Like probably like one of the crazy lyricists like of all time. Facts. Like and so um, See, I'm I like... more top dog. Like so like Reason, Isaiah Rashad, oh, okay. or even like Dreamville, like JID, nice. like. Nice. That's what's Boss, Cos, those guys, yeah. Okay, I haven't heard a few of those. I'm going to need to check them out. Oh, bro, I'll send you whatever you need, man. Hell just yeah. tap in. Yeah, just, sure. dude, just send me some freaking links. I'll definitely check oh, out. Yeah. I'm always down for new music. Yeah, I'll throw a whole playlist for you. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, amongst, not even just like rock, but like with country, with uh, so yeah. many different genres, everybody's like crossing these different, you know, like barriers and stuff. And I think that as these younger fans are getting older, like, because, you know, we're like, like we listen to everything. 
you know like there's not really a lot of people now that really do only listen to one genre so as these as these people are becoming more and more famous and more in the limelight they're going to start incorporating more of these elements that's facts you know and also look at like uh well i know we all know that it had a lot to do with how eminem buried him but mgk getting into rock and stuff like that now we all know it's because eminem buried his ass kill shot bro do you know how badly you have to fucking get bodied from you going as a full-time rapper to you now opening for Fallout Boy? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, when he, because when the uh, whole Rap Devil came out, I was like, oh, fuck. No, like, why? Like, please tell me this is a prank. Like, this this can't be serious. Like, I thought it was clickbait. Mm-hmm. And then while I was like, fucking beards, weird. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, no, he's actually talking. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Bet. As soon as I heard your fucking beard is weird, I was just like, oh, God. I was like, oh, shit. And then I get on Twitter, and all I see Eminem tweet is, you should have went for the head. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because Eminem don't really respond too much nowadays. So, like, Mm-mm. if M decides he's about to speak, like, he's about to be something serious. And two days later, um, <laughs> if y'all wanted to see a dead body. <laughs> it was over. It was, it was It was definitely, bro, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I was offended. Yeah. <laughs> I was fucking offended. And this had nothing to do with me. Like, damn, bro. Like, that shit. Yeah. It was. I mean, but I mean, now MGK is like a bona fide. What, what are we calling this now? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, like a rock pop. He's he's kind of going in the pop punk like kind of like vibe you know oh, and the it's uh, bad like and yeah and it, like so the thing is with MGK and, like we were just talking about this is I also know that he has like a rock background before he was into rap so it's like maybe like in like so it's like I don't know like uh, but Post Malone has a folk background I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Post like plays everything though. Like that fool listens to everything. Right, like, but still, like you wouldn't want to go. Like, would you pay? Be, let's keep it. Let's keep it funky. Would you pay to go see a Post Malone folk folk concert? I probably wouldn't go to a Post Malone show in general. But so, no, let, I def, so definitely, so definitely not a folk concert. <laughs> see, as much as yeah. I like Post, I wouldn't pay to go to Post show either. So that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like just just because you can do it doesn't mean like you know what I'm saying like it's like just because they make a shirt in your size doesn't mean it's gonna look good on you mm-hmm. but you know if you're also like, a fan of that music and you want to do it then you should be able to because I mean also and he has a background of saying but he likes we know this. why this happened and therein lies well, with the MGK, problem yes. yeah. Post Malone is just because he yeah, likes Post it Post is just diverse as fuck yeah, but, yeah. With, with, but with, with MGK uh, we yeah. all know exactly why yeah yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and one thing that's like, like and we were kind of talking about this when we had this conversation is about like the punk scene is honestly like one of the most hardcore scenes oh like, god to really get them to like you to like, me you no know, to me it's not one to me that is the top like yeah and you get punked like you you did some sh- you did some shit because like, them motherfuckers are deranged you well, hear that's, me that's where like, i came from was in the punk scene like, yeah so you get it like and it was like and it, we're very very like we, we'll call you a poser really fucking quick mm-hmm. and like i remember one time i was fucking 13 years old and i dragged my friend to a punk show like one of these like shitty little basement shows like people doing heroin in the corner and we're like like small kids like in seventh grade and uh we went to the show and i mean he had never gone to any of these and like we both you know grew up in rockwood so he was still dressed oh, like shit. dressed like we were in rockwood he had like a nice polo shirt nice jeans like you know and he had like his chain on and shit wait was and rockwood then, nice uh, no he you know drug dealers and stuff oh like okay that. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was like wait a minute it was, this must have been a really different time no, no 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 no. <laughs> he, he dressed like he sold a lot of drugs but uh Damn. and so we um we went there and he fucking was like he's like i'm gonna wear this and i'm like are you sure bro we're going to a punk show and i was like yeah, you don't know these. You don't know these people, man. This is the fucking 
lion's go tear den. a hole in your t-shirt or some <laughs> you know, shit. Like, this is the lion's den. And we were there at the show, and we sat at one of the couches. I just got out of the pits, and he'd, like, never got in the whole time. And this dude, like, this big old fat guy with a giant mohawk just sat right next to him, looked at him up and down. He's like, well, you're not fucking supposed to be here, are you? <laughs> like, and we're, like, 13 years old. And I was like, he's cool, man. He's with me. And then he was like, you better, he's like, you better drag his ass into that pits, and he better look like he belongs. People are talking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like hundred percent. It's almost like walking we into kids. a gang, like, yeah. like, and it's they're they're no jokes. And we can, not, were we the same way in hip hop? If you look like you don't belong, yeah. we are gonna let you know about it oh, real hell quick. Yeah. Like, hell yeah, especially and that's saying something too in 2021 too, because like everybody dresses differently as fuck. Like, you might catch me at a show in plaid pants and a fucking rock t shirt. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, well, and also those are both scenes that can really get like you know like police can get fucking up in there too. Oh, so and do that. Like you leave a you leave a hip hop show at the Roseland. There's fucking cops lined up down the oh, fucking yeah, street bro. just waiting for no goddamn reason. Yeah, bro. After my show, up almost having a damn near fight the police. That's a whole different story. But like the fact that they were even like they were just like there in proximity, just waiting on shit to pop off. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember leaving. The second, um, there was any type of stack, they were. Whoop, whoop. I left a twisted show one time, and a Cottonmouth Kings was opening up for them, oh. and a few others. And uh, the fucking um, the the cops were just like all lined up. Like, oh yeah, some of them even had their riot shit riot already gear. on. Yes, sir. <laughs> I was just like waiting on shit to pop off. We were bro, smoking like... a joint in the line, and like one of the fucking security guards for the Roseland ended up busting us. And she walked over, and I had the joint in my hand. She's like, "Give me that," and I was like. <laughs> Bro, if they see anything that even looks <laughs> hip hop related or anything rock related, bro, they're all fucking over. I shot my no cap video over my uh, neighborhood on 15th and um, Killingsworth mm-hmm. um, at my homegirl's dad's like old abandoned store or whatever because it had a whole bunch of like tattoo graffiti. Like it looked like the neighborhood that it was when I grew up in that area, mm-hmm. which is why I shot it there. And man, Portland PD must have circled around that area for hours upon hours <laughs> upon hours upon, bro. When I tell you it was constant, I was like, well, fuck. Like, I'm trying to climb on top of vehicles and shit, and the cops keep fucking circling and whatnot. So I finally said, fuck it. They're looking for a problem with giving one anyway. So I got on top of this abandoned truck, and we shot the whole scene with a drone and whatnot. No license, no nothing. And they didn't even stop it. So I'm like, okay, well, why do they keep circling? I'm like, oh, they must wait. Like, they must assume that, like, some shit's just going to pop off because it's like. Because you're shooting a video. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like, mm-hmm. so anything like rap, or like, I've been like to homies like rock videos and shit, like, anything of those, na- bro, they're everywhere. Yeah. Like, you would think that we, like, create, like, like commit the worst fucking crime like well also creatives creatives name. creatives can be kind of cutthroat though so i kind of under i can understand some like hesitancies because i mean yeah but like but also like just to that be circling comes from around us also like feeling like you don't like you're not allowing us to be us too. exactly so it's like, yeah it you comes from gotta balance how much you want like, once every now and then okay circle i get it fine you gotta do what you gotta do but like when it becomes we prefer not like, but yeah <laughs> but if you feel like you have like, to okay, well, what the fuck's the problem and then we get hostile yeah yeah exactly because then we feel like we're being you know like persecuted right. just for liking what but we then we fit that like. narrative the second we react so it's like oh dude yeah tell it's me about a no it. win on both sides walking like, around as a kid like wearing like a fucking studded jacket and oh fucking, yeah and like a you know like yeah the whole jail and, and everything like going to no i didn't have a mohawk i just had long hair i just had like super fucking long oh, hair so you were super punk with it yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't go for the mohawk or anything i thought about well, it like lords of dogs town long like yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. oh dude it was like it was like down to the middle of my back oh shit yeah i had like i looked like i stepped off the set of days and confused <laughs> <laughs> like 100 percent <laughs> oh dude where's my car head ass <laughs> yeah and actually that was the the first movie like i ever watched when i was stoned speaking mm-hmm. of that's a great transition so one thing i always get from everybody on the show is i get their first time they ever got high so tell me about your first time you ever got Fuck. stoned man <laughs> 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 okay 
Oh. Did you just say you don't know the story? <laughs> awesome. It's crazy that some days I start my day with like a 10 gram blunt to the face because when I first started smoking, it was my lung capacity was shit. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I was the dude that would like take one hit and you would swear I smoked a whole like a whole eight to the face and was just like, whoa. <laughs> it was bad, bad. So I was sitting in a, uh, we're sitting in a parking lot uh Albertsons out in uh, Troutdale. Don't ask why I was out there. No fucking idea. And how old were you again? I was 18. I just got out of high school. 18, okay. So I was like, I, so I was like, I'm going to get out of high school without drinking, without smoking, without having sex. And I accomplished all three. Um, it's been wild as fuck ever since, but I got, I got, I did what I did what <laughs> I, I said say, I was going to do. It's probably been a pretty wild ride yeah, ever since. Yeah, but, but, I, but, I, but I, I did what I said I was going to do, goddammit. <laughs> and so it was like, I think a month after or so, and I was like, yeah, like, I'm 18. I'm about to go to college. I'm an adult now. I'm a man. Like, you know, that dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I'm sitting there. And we get ready to smoke. I'm like, hell yeah. Because I was always like, I mean, I grew up around older brothers, so I could always roll up, but I never smoked. And so I rolled up, and then I was like, okay, like, it's time to smoke, so we're going to do this. And so I spent my whole life watching my brothers and my dad smoke and be totally functional or something. Oh, it can't be too bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've had hit every now and then, like, and I've been been okay, got nice and high, but, you know, I should be all right. Boy, oh, fucking boy. <laughs> Nigga. So when I tell you I was probably, like, 12, 13 hits in, at that time, you know, passing the blunt around, like, I've had some time now, starting to activate. And slowly but surely, I'm slipping into a fucking panic. You understand me? <laughs> I'm like, and the worst thing that can happen when you're, like, having that panic is, like, to have loud noises and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm in a car, jam-packed, too. We're in a fucking Civic, so there's no wiggle room. And everyone's talking and shit. And, loud as fuck, cracking up laughing, the music's fucking blaring. So I can't focus on anything, so my anxiety is through the fucking roof. Through the goddamn roof. So I'm trying to, like, focus on the music playing through the stereo. And as I'm trying to, like, recite the lyrics in my head, I'm still, like, a half a beat behind, which is heightening my fucking anxiety. <laughs> so I'm in the corner now, bro. And I promise to God, no cap, I'm, like, starting to cry. <laughs> because I'm freaking the fuck out. So, like, now I just get angry. It's like, okay, I can't, like, nah, I ain't no bitch. Like, I can't be crying for front of the homies. So, like, I now I just start yelling. So I'm like, hey. Hey, turn the motherfucking music off. And me yelling is, again, heightening my fucking anxiety. So, like, my freak out is getting amplified with every fucking passing moment. And I'm like, everybody get the fuck out the car. And so I kick everybody out the car. They go inside the store. And now it's too quiet in the car. So my fucking anxiety <laughs> is skyrocketing. You're like, I can't find the zone. Man. So I swear to God, I must have called the homies, like, probably four or five times. And I get why they didn't answer. <laughs> Because I wouldn't answer my fucking phone call where I treat the niggas so I kicked them out of their own car. <laughs> right. I was, like, in the back corner. Like, I was in, like, the shut the fuck up seat. That's okay. what I call it. Like, it, when, the, when the back seat's full, the only person that got to say something to do in the middle. Because yeah. he can equally access anybody in the front seat. Everybody yeah. else got to shut the fuck up. So I was in the shut the fuck up corner. Yeah. And so I'm calling. I'm balled up in the fucking back seat. <laughs> and Troy finally answers. And I'm like, bro. I was like... Y'all fucking forgot about me, bro. Y'all just left me in the fucking car, bro. I've been out for fucking hours. What the fuck? Like, I'm panicking. He's like, dog, we've been inside for like five minutes. He's like, do you need anything? You good? Are you calm down now? <laughs> and I was like, bro, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. My house was like, it was like a 25-minute drive back into Portland. So I passed the fuck out. I don't remember shit else, but I woke up. I was ass naked in my bed. With a half-eaten pizza on my chest. Hell and that yeah. was the first time I got high. 
I don't know what the fuck happened that night. And I'm praying to God the homies left and I was like having a freak out and I just got like a guy butt ass naked out of panic. You just had to take your clothes off. <laughs> I'm for praying some that's reason. my story and I'm sticking to it. But that was the first time I got high and it was very fucked up. So. That's a great fucking story. So now man. I could now I could never not smoke weed because I don't ever want to have to have that starting point ever again in my life. So <laughs> that's when I at that point I was like, okay, like I'm smoking for life now and I've not ever stopped since. Feel like, that again. like so, that's awesome. I'll probably play some like, oh, we drug test and say, well, it's been real. <laughs> I've, dude, I've had that before yeah nope. like i've actually yeah, had like jobs that i was applying for like during the pandemic and everything because i was out of work and so i was applying for jobs and they're like okay well you have to take a drug test and i'm like dude i do a cannabis podcast there's no fucking way yeah sorry bro blood out your ass man sorry no way well actually it's funny because uh, i actually was training to become a firefighter and oh, uh, one of the reasons i stopped was because it's like well i can't really stop smoking now because like i can't i would have to stop smoking to become one yeah. and because they go on federal laws but it's about to become federally legal so I'm like, fuck it, the stoners are about to win. I can't leave now. True. <laughs> you like, know, you got to No, we're in this, goddammit. Like, exactly. We're going to fucking win, and we're yeah. going to say, we fucking told you. Yeah, it's so. been a long time coming. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm actually I'm certified as a wildland firefighter. And oh, no shit. luckily, a lot of those guys are actually THC friendly. So, I mean, they have zero tolerance while you're on the job, obviously. But if you have weed in your system when you They're apply not gonna they, trip. No, they don't fucking care. Shit. Especially if it's a legal state, too. Okay, and hey, we are in just that. Yeah, I'm actually going to be probably going back out. I got to redo my pack test in the next like several weeks. Actually, oh I have shit, to do those every year. Dude, the pack test is easy as fuck. Like, it's, how long are you away for? Um, what's that? Like, how long are you away for? Do you have like your station elsewhere? Uh, so like? you're you're gone for uh, two weeks. Um, I didn't go out this last summer because I was hanging here helping things out while June was out of school and everything. Yeah. Um, but you go out every two weeks and then you get home for like a few days and then you go back out for two weeks and you come you're home for a few days and then oh, you right. get paid while you're there like all the time so i mean you get like tons and tons of overtime and like my outfit usually after two weeks you can pull in like i don't know just between like two and four thousand dollars after a couple weeks out like you know like yeah and then usually it's more than that because we'll be you have talks. other stuff yeah it's pretty awesome shout out to dustbusters plus llc the great fucking great outfit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yo that was a smooth ass plug that shit was fire yeah <laughs> they're yeah they're fucking they're they're awesome awesome people and um, so before we sign off, um, I wanted to ask you, so how do you think like cannabis actually helps you out with your music process? Oh, man, that bro, it just it it, it allows me to really zen the fuck out because I have super high anxiety anyway. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to smoke, kind of like just calm myself and kind of let my mind just flow and just like breeze through, like it allows me to do some dope ass shit. So actually, on my, uh, on my second album, uh, track nine, I believe it is. Yeah, track nine is uh, titled Right Now. And it's myself, my homeboys, Swank and Caramel. So we were at the studio. Um, I didn't sleep the whole night before. Some fucked up shit had happened in my personal life. Um, and so I was at the studio. And it wasn't even my session. But we got talking about the album because we only had a few more songs we had to make. And so uh, Purple was going through beats or whatnot. And we had just smoked. And I don't know what the fuck. Like, I don't know how many different strains was mixed in that joint that he rolled. But it was ridiculous. <laughs> and so, like, we finished the joint. And then I was listening down. I was like, I'm so motherfucking high right now. <laughs> And it was it was right on beat with the beat that he was playing on accident, so that became the chorus, and we made that whole song from scratch from start to finish in 26 minutes. That's and fucking so awesome. So when I say we definitely like frees me up mentally to be as creative as possible, 
especially when it's so easy uh, to sound the same and get comfortable sounding the same. Yeah. Because you find something that works and you want to stick with it, it gets hard to get out of your way. Mm-hmm. Weed definitely keeps my mind open. It's like a parachute. It works when it's open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and you seem like you have like a lot of energy too. And so yeah. like that probably really attributes to anxiety because I'm the exact same way. Exactly. Man. It's like, and I, I like to say it's like pretty much my thoughts are constantly like a fucking hurricane. Right. Like just constantly going, constantly going. But weed kind of turns it down to like a little thunderstorm. Basically, legit, you no, know, legit. It, it just, makes it so much more manageable. Exactly, it just slows everything down yep. and kind of like I think you put it like one way, like kind of compartmentalizes. Yeah, it's like, like an office space, and there's yeah. just files yes. everywhere. That's like one of the best analogies I've and heard. Then when of you that. smoke weed, it like organizes all the files and puts them in the cabinets. And right, exactly. So while you still got the same fuck ton of files, everything's organized. It's just like, <laughs> bro, that was. Transcribe that one too. Give me that clip too. That was <laughs> yeah. hell yeah. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I, I love whenever you're smoking in the studio too because it really it's helps vibe, like with bro. the with the anxiety of being in there and shit. Especially yeah. like if you're not being able to get a track down. So like I was in this band and we were recording a demo and we were in the studio and it was actually that song that you guys uh, like that one that's like very fifties kind of right. sounding one. And um, we had like that has a really weird like timing the way it comes in because it's like like that's Ooh, when yep. it comes in. So it has a really weird time and they were constantly missing their fucking cue which was like we'd play this in rehearsal a billion fucking times that give you anxiety like a motherfucker like, yeah and I was getting really pissed off and then we finally got it done and then my fucking engine my producer I was like I really trusted his ear and he was like I want you to do it another like three times so then we had to play the song another like three fucking times and then when we were going to do it another time they kept fucking up the timing again and then we, I was like, okay, let's take a break. We went in the car. We smoked like three joints, hotboxed the shit out of that fucking thing, came back in, and we recorded a track, and that's the track you guys hear. Nice. Like, that's the one they ended that's up using. Fire. Was that's the one fire. we came in, because we like, and it was the first take. We just walked in. Okay, ready? All right. <laughs> and that, bro, that's what, that's, that's what we affords you. Like, that's, that is amazing. Yeah. Like, for me, like, the whole, like, back half of my album was, like, a very, like, slow R&B type vibe. Mm. And I'm naturally like a high energy, like lyrical, like mm-hmm. get after it type of artist. Yeah. And so for me, to smoke kind of like calms me down, puts me in that zone. And then it's like, I allow myself to also like feel more like as far as like emotion, et cetera, et cetera. And so I can actually go into those pockets and write about the painful shit that I don't typically normally want to write about that the people need and want to hear as well. So like, yeah, it just, it allows me to go different places mentally. So I definitely, yeah. Hell yeah. If you are a creator and you don't smoke weed, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, or if you didn't, at least at one point in your creative yeah. career, to be able to learn Fact. how to use that point in your brain, Fact. because it's like it's. I mean, if you want to, you know, smoke and then stop, whatever, that's on you. But don't don't knock it. Yeah, yeah don't be one of those like sober musicians that just knocks everybody who does anything. It's like, come on, man. Sober musicians exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like we you know, like I like, need I need that stress management regimen because mine ain't working. Going back to the uh, like the Motley Crue reference when they were in their Doctor Feelgood stage. Like you know, it's like a great fucking album, but then they also were sober and they didn't have any fun while they were making it or anything you like that. Hear it. You can hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, and it's a phenomenal record, but it was like, yeah, it had no fun. And also, the Doctor yeah. Feelgood tour, I think, was like in history one of the longest tours in history. Yeah, like I think it was like just over two years long. Yeah, wow. and I think the Metallica Black Tour was, like, close to that. Mm-hmm. Because if you look on their tour shirts from back in the day, they actually have, like, an entire calendar. Like, and it's got, like, a whole year on there. Yeah. And then they have wow. the next year. Which is fucking crazy. <laughs> fuck that. That is Bro, just... That I is would not want to too... tour for two years. No, no. Like, fuck that. No. I, I've never even been on tour before, but I feel like even just, like, after, like, maybe, like, a month would be too long. <laughs> you also say, like, the absolute most I would ever want to. I'm talking about, like, 
once I get to where I really want to go, like a two month tour. But that's got to like include like overseas traveling back. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's got to be a whole like across the pond and back type of deal. Like yeah, or Bill's some probably sort of... looking doing some type of shit behind my back. So you know what? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, bro, bro, a two year tour, fuck that. I like, know, right? And that's just like so. How much... do you even get mail? Like, damn, like, I know, right? And it's, I mean, it's like, and I don't know, like, and it's, I can't even imagine just being on the road for that long. You know, it's like, yeah. where, I mean, where like, have you not seen in two fucking years of traveling consistently? Yeah, and I mean, going all over, they playing like basically every city in every country because of this fucking Probably album. Two or three times over, like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So, so what, around the world, was it eighty days? Was yeah, it, around the world was it eighty days. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mean, if you can do that in eighty days, I mean, I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's, it's you're, a little, you're a little north of seven hundred and some days. Seems I mean, a little excessive there, Metallica. Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's, <laughs> bro, just just say y'all broke and call it a day. Like, yeah, and honest, I mean, honestly, Metallica is kind of like the Coca-Cola of metal anyway. So is it really that surprising that they would go on? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, sure. Okay. I mean, I wow. Mean, <laughs> Wow, <laughs> they kind of are. I mean, I've I've never really been a giant that, Metallica that, fan. I never. I mean, I don't hate on them, but they're just they're just, I'm so tired of listening to them. You know, you probably I, hate Nickelback. I don't. I don't despise them. I don't understand why everybody hates them. See, all I like sudden. Nickelback. See, and, and I'm glad you can say that. I'll you say that do on record. Because I like Nickelback. There were so many people that loved Nickelback. Wait, hold on. What was that? Remember, remember. Ouch. Remember, we can use any of this clip, so... <laughs> yeah, fact. 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 I do actually want to... I, I have your permission to post this, right? Oh, hell yeah. Make sure. Okay, cool. Just like Nickelback feature coming, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it's funny, because Nickelback's like one of those bands that's like everybody fucking like fell in love with, and then all of a sudden, it's like cool to hate them now. They're like the pumpkin spice yeah. latte of rock, you know? It's wow. Like, Facts. <laughs> Facts. Like, like no one is not a single soul is lukewarm about Nickelback. You either really like them or you fucking hate them. Like yeah, I, it, like I, I'm kind of like I don't despise that, but I was never a giant fan to begin with. Like I always I kind of I mean Chad Kroger always kind of reminded me he was just trying to sound like um, Eddie Vedder. Like you know he always heard that close mouth singing. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, know? you just you just ruined Nickelback for me actually. Because <laughs> I never even thought about that comparison. <laughs> Shit. Now Bill's happy as fuck. <laughs> I got you, Bill. <laughs> oh no, you don't, because we spin that the whole way back. It's gonna be like a little like eulogy of sorts. I know how to roll. Well, a hero can save you. You're not just gonna stand there and wait. <laughs> oh, man, so he can hop out the car. That's deep. That's a different type of hate, bro. To jump out of the car when Nickelback's playing, that is a different type of despise. <laughs> That's pretty. That Do would you be hilarious about to it, put in like a short or something like that. I was about to say, what were you going through when you heard Nickelback? Because this is like, wow. <laughs> We're going to go to therapy after this, bro. <laughs> Damn. See, yeah, like they were like loved, you know, at one point, like a pumpkin spice latte was. And then all of a sudden Facebook says, don't like this anymore. And everyone's like, you're a basic bitch if you like pumpkin spice latte. It's Which like, is crazy because nobody likes fucking Facebook fall. anymore. <laughs> What's that? I said it's crazy because nobody fucking likes Facebook anymore. <laughs> right. It's funny how that works. I'm noticing the different, like, because I'm just getting on to like social media right now. You know, I'm kind of yeah. just getting my, my legs kind of cut in with it because that. I was off for so long. And I'm realizing all the different audiences that are on the different platforms. Yo, it's so you know, fucking We were talking different, about like, this at one point, too. And like, I'm starting to notice it more and more as the following like, is getting bigger. There's bigger. shit I post on Twitter that I could never post on Facebook. Like, yeah. Ever like I will be banned for fucking life. <laughs> like I know right. we got out of here, but like I just want to ask one more thing in closing. Like, when the fuck and why the fuck did we get away from MySpace? I never had a problem with MySpace. 
I had dope ass background songs playing. Had my top Poor four. Tom. Poor what? Tom is somewhere rich as fucking unbothered. Meanwhile, yeah. the horror wants to fucking hang Zuck by his nutsack. Like, yeah, right. He's just sitting there watching him at his fucking he's like, like ah, his Senate trial. Couldn't be me. a giant cigar. Like ha. Ah! Luckily, I specialize in music, bitch. <laughs> Rich is fucking that same small-ass white tee. Like, <laughs> With the same algorithm on the backboard. Bro, like, it never changed. <laughs> I feel like that would be a great cosplay. You just constantly have a board behind you, and you're just like, in every picture Yo. with a white t-shirt. <laughs> that, might, that might be my next album cover. <laughs> just Tom from MySpace. Yo, that would actually be tight. That would be a really that would be very eye catching for but sure. But that would also kind of be like a Black Tom thing. I can't do that either. So ooh, yeah, nope, never mind. That's out. Well, that happened. Like a what? Like a Black Tom, like Uncle Tom type of thing. Like oh, ah, well, okay. nope. That, yep. See. <laughs> nope. Okay. Yep. Nope. Never mind. Nope. Nope. That's that's out. Yeah, I don't know. MySpace did just kind of fade out. One thing I wanted you to do on the podcast before we go, I was trying to find a beat for this, but I want you to do a little freestyle, man. Oh, oh, we got a beat. Uh, I, I was going to do like just a beatbox and then we can just do it over that if that's all right. All right. Fuck yeah. I wasn't planning on doing a freestyle, but let's get it. That's what makes it even awesome. And you yeah. like old school beats. So I was just going to do something kind of old school sounding. OK, hit me. You were let's, talking about like let's, that. So. Let's see what we got. Um, uh, Shelby, you want to do me a favor actually while we do this? Yeah. What's up? Do you want throwing words while I rap? Throw, yeah. Just throw random words at you. Yep. Yeah, for sure. All right. OK, that's fucking awesome. Let's do this. All right. All right. Oh, the rapper's delight. Uh, I said, the young scooter from the N.O. Bitch wants some money, tell the N.O. Killing every track, that's my M.O. Smoke so much weed, I need a P.O. I see those niggas steady licking through the people. But me, I'm trying to get dough and put on for my people. Tell them niggas quit all the hate and quit debating. I've been killing motherfuckers, no. Contemplate my license plate, say he's the fucking greatest. Pussy niggas, they hate it, but niggas still debating on the motherfucking corner at the corner store. I'm killing niggas, balling all these niggas like a pick and roll, fucking give and go. Throw it off the backboard, that's an alley you get these niggas a scoop. Steady smoking weed, niggas might confuse me with Snoop. But I've been that nigga sitting back with your bitch up in the coop, and I'm like, yeah, baby, gon' get it, gon' crazy. All my blood, homie, say go brazy. And the model still, fuck you, pay me. Hold up, you know that Northeast made me hop off the porch and I hop in the whip and I hop on my phone, get to texting your bitch and she give me the Addy, she still call me daddy. Smack all that shit while she pop in the Addy, I'm smoking the blunt. Tell her roll the shit up, <laughs> like the windows go and roll the shit up. Get it? Sitting back, see hot box that I'm killing these niggas. I'm the greatest, y'all not that. So tell these niggas sit back, just relax and uh, pop a cold one, nigga. I'm on one. I told them that I'm the fucking Uno, you know I'm killing niggas, bitch, I'm a dog, no Cujo Get a bitch pregnant like Juno Cause she trying to kick it like Judo Tell them chop that uh. And your mama fucking trick No top hat Shit. My bad, I'm oh, so fucking high Damn, that was fucking I got dope, some better for man. the next one that I'll have some better fucking, for the next time around That was dope, My man. bad, I didn't know when to throw a Shelby word Shelby didn't throw me a <laughs> single word in, bro so good. No, like I'm literally any time you just throw in a word That's what makes it dope Yeah, that's what, yeah, just off the dome, like throw in a little word Y'all got it here, Shelby left me hanging, y'all <laughs> I'm sorry, my bad <laughs> Now we got a camera on him That's Shelby It's me, I'll take full blame <laughs> Yeah, there we go Alright, let's go ahead and sign off on this Dude, thank you so much for Hell everything yeah. And dude, Appreciate this was a fucking blast i can't wait yeah. to have you back on here bro, and let anytime. people know where they could find you and where when's your next music going to be coming out bro? uh yes oh yes oh project drops here we go um so wait am i allowed to leak information yet on you know no okay no so just know there's some big stuff coming up in the works i can't really disclose too much information at this time my manager would probably fucking shoot me um 
and he's definitely within point blank range, so we're going to keep that where it is. But um, working on a mixtape right now because nobody does mixtapes anymore, so I'm trying to get back to the essence of just having fun. Fuck so yes. My, uh, my slogan is Say That, so it's going to be called Say That Volume 1. So it's going to be some uh, some rap beats from back in the day, like a little bit of like still DRE, a little bit of uh, So Gone by Monica, to just a little bit of modern day stuff. So got stuff in the works there. I have my R&B project, Apartment 228, that is set to drop. When we drop in that bill? Uh, uh, yeah, late summer, early fall. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, I also have a cold summer EP that's going to be produced by my dog Blizzard in Detroit. Shout out to Bill for hooking that up for me as well. Like I said, man, get y'all the fucking team, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. We Dope will now be doing uh, well. going to be doing some videos uh, from Joy 2. So we're going to be kicking off a sport mode. Also going to be releasing I'm Just Trying to Party, which we shot last summer. Going to be dropping that uh, around my birthday this June. So. Uh, big things coming up. If you guys are in the town, April 16th, we are going to be at the, uh, what's it called? The Morrison Market? Morrison Market, April 16th. I will be headlining alongside of Chain Taylor and Alana Rich. Do not miss that as well. Yes. If you're in ATL between the 18th and 22nd, I see you down there too, baby. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate, appreciate that. Hell yeah. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Hippie Speedball Podcast. It is Joe, your host with the most Joe, and I will see you guys next time. Peace. Say that. <laughs>